What's going on, everybody? Devor and Shake Money. This is a, a a dynamic duo this evening. This is the Not For The Bay podcast. We are live on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major platforms. This is our, I guess, NFL free agency frenzy pod. Uh, I know we had other plan. We already stated other plans, but we're gonna have to switch it up this evening. Shake, what's going on, man? No beautiful day in Zamunda. <laughs> as, as much as I can get, anyway. I feel like I, I don't know, man. Okay, right. so so let me let me ask you this though, real fast, before you even get into anything, because I know you were like chopping at the bit as far as your disappointment in your teams current free agency moves because i me personally free agency is probably one of my one of my favorite one of my favorite events during the course of the off season like i i think i like it so much better than the draft honestly but better than the draft the combine the pro days free agency mm-hmm. is where my computer is excuse me my, my eyes are locked to my computer or my phone and every time my phone goes off i'm expecting something huge to happen for my team but uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to you as far as wh- wh- why are you so disappointed in your team? And for those that don't know, Shake is a Miami Dolphins fan. Yes, I am. Um, well, first of all, is this is they, – I have nothing against Vince Beagle, uh, <laughs> even though I said fuck him. Uh, but, no, it's like you got – you let go – you let uh, go uh, Kruger, uh, Gruger Hill, which was – he was a very versatile – linebacker he was a you know and special teams guy i understand the the kyle van noy thing even though but you know i don't i don't i don't get i i think there was a little more better i think there was better linebackers to be had than vince beagle i think vince beagle was played well because when we when he played in 2019 can you name another linebacker that was pretty uh decent for the Dolphins had. at that time, for the Dolphins at that time, right? Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Um, no, what? No, no. So of course, Taco Charlton gonna... <laughs> and, and and Charles, Charles Harris. Yeah, so of course he's gonna look like a fucking stud. You know what I mean? But hey, it is what it is, man. And 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 again, I I had uh, I had I had like four Ian Rappaport, uh, some and four other guys that. You know, whatever, um, on all notifications. And every time I hear, I get a notification, not the Dolphins, not the Dolphins. Even the Rams, there were $30 million under the salary cap is making moves. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Who were who you, you expecting the Dolphins to sign? Uh, to be honest with you, Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering considering the circumstances, uh, me personally, I'm I'm just sitting here waiting patiently. I'm 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 okay with what's going on so far. Free agency. There is one. Well, there's two particular. Well, one particular trade that I'm looking for, and there's one particular signing that I'm looking for. Uh, as far as the signing, Hassan Riddick, the, the, the linebacker slash defensive end, the ex-Arizona Cardinal, I was expecting that move to happen sometime soon. 
but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. And I, you already know where the trade I'm looking for is obviously Deshaun Watson. Now, picking up Jacoby Brissett, that kind of that kind of scrambles my brain a little bit as far as what are the Dolphins doing, but I'm I'm, I'm cool right now. I'm I'm content. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna probably. Let's 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 go ahead and talk about another quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So the Miami Dolphins ex quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. But before you do, I just want to say this: uh, and being a Dolphins fan, just because I say "f the Dolphins" and uh, swear at the Dolphins doesn't mean I'm going to stop rooting for the Dolphins. I'm, I'll get over it. it. You know, you just I'm just in, in an angry period right now. By tomorrow, I, I forget everything. Doesn't happen, and I'll be fine. You know what I mean? That's as understandable. All, as all Dolphin fans are, so just take what I say with a grain of salt. But go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. That's 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 definitely understandable. Shout out to Cameron in the chat, by the way. Uh, what uh, what I was gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Excuse me. So the Washington Football Team ended up signing Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one year, ten million dollar deal. Now, I feel like me and you and possibly Havoc are possibly the most qualified to evaluate this signing for the Washington football team, for those that don't know, because the narrative of a Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's just a journeyman. He's just a bridge quarterback. He's a turnover machine. And I beg to differ. I have I have totally different thoughts about Ryan Fitzpatrick. As far as being the as far as him being as a quarterback, but let me go ahead and hear your thoughts on Ryan Fitzpatrick as far as his tenure in Miami, the most recent team that he's been on. Um, I tell you what, he was people like him because he was memorable. He's kind of like Ezekiel from Friday. You know what I mean? You know, he, he was one of those guys that you like. Oh, you know, he was a crackhead, but at the end of the day, he was a memorable one of the one of the memorable characters in Friday. You know what I mean? He was, a, he was like kind of a, like a lovable character, even though he was a crackhead. You know what I mean? So I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he he was he was a very likable guy, and you know what I mean. And that's probably what happened. You know, um, but. What I heard today, somewhere, someone say that the reason they like uh, Fitzpatrick to Washington is because um, Heineke plays with a similar style as Ryan Fitzpatrick, so he'll be like kind of like the perfect mentor for him. That's that would that would have to mean that the Washington football team are sold on. Taylor Heineke as their future starter, correct? Yeah, but you, know, you, you never know, man. I mean, they're they're too they're too. I think what they're gonna do is, I think they're gonna address. I don't think they're gonna address quarterback first round. I think they're going to get somewhere, either the defense or offense. I mean, either either uh, second. I think they're gonna get wide receivers or offensive line help. In my opinion. That's something like that. I don't think they're gonna address quarterback. Well, well, looking, we're looking at their Washington football team's current quarterback situation. There is no doubt in my mind 
that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to win the job with Kyle Allen and with Taylor Heineke. Those are the only two quarterbacks currently sitting in Washington right now. So there's no doubt in my mind that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get the job. Now, the, the main question that a lot of folks have is, is he going to win them? Is, it, is he going to take them to a NFC East divisional title? Do you believe that? Mm, I don't think so. But um, anything, anything's possible. Who would have thought Nick Foles would have taken the, the Eagles to a Super Bowl during that playoff? I remember, I'll never forget that run. Every game, they were the underdog. After, uh, during the playoffs, the first game, they were underdogs. The second game, they were underdogs. The third game, they were underdogs. In the Super Bowl, they were underdogs. So, stranger things have happened. That's true. Um, I, I, I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick can take them, well, excuse me, lead them to an NFC's title if, if they do address the offensive line and the receiver position. Now, looking at the Washington football team's roster currently right now, I feel like their their window as far as making a strong Super Bowl run is 2021 and 2022, uh, especially on defense where you have you established your your front four with excuse me, uh, Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen, you have Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Chase Young who should have won rookie of the year last the 2020 season. So their window of opportunities is right now. Like, like I said, they're going to have to establish the wide receiver position because just having Terry McLaurin as a, is the only weapon that they have right now, as far as, as far as receiver. And of course they have Logan, Ryan, Logan Thomas, the converted quarterback to tight end, which I really think he's going to make a huge jump with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center because he loves throwing to the tight end. Um, them adding a Kenny Galladay or possibly everybody's, everybody's favorite right now is, is, uh, the versatile Curtis Samuel. Um, I feel like that, that, that's definitely a move that needs to happen, but looking at the NFC East right now, I, I, I don't see Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles being a threat. I don't see, oh, it's just the Philadelphia Eagles. The, 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 the Dallas Cowboys, I'll probably say they're about, four maybe five pieces away from being serious contenders and that would be on defense and the giants i like the giants i I really do like the giants especially defensively and then if they add another if they add another weapon on offense i feel like they're going to be a force to be working with Uh, i could agree with you on that um the thing about like you said about the cowboys i I like the the dallas cowboys offense i think that this is going to be uh, Mike McCarthy's second year, uh, and, and uh, more Kellen Moore's second year. So I think the offense, but uh, uh, I think it doesn't matter how many score points you score on offense. If the defense outscores you every time, you ain't gonna win. No, you ain't gonna win too many ball, ball games that way. Absolutely. Uh, just, just Dallas as far as offensively you're still going to have to rely on Dak Prescott to put up those points too as well so that's that's a question mark for me too like I know I've been getting a lot of heat as far as my opinion of Dak Prescott but still he's coming off of a severe leg injury and you don't know what kind of quarterback you're going to get in going into the 2021 season 
Now, as far as we're two days, we're two days in. We're two days into in free agency right now. Give me your give me your biggest free agency winner so far. All right, besides the besides the, the New England Patriots, I'm gonna have to say Jaguars, man. They got Shaquille Griffin uh in that already stout defense. Um and I, I can't I can't I can't remember know off the top of my head, but I know they picked up a, a few good players. Um and they added uh wide receiver um Jones. Can you hear me? Yeah, repeat what you said. What what team you said was the biggest winner? I couldn't I couldn't even hear. I, I, it was Jacksonville Jaguars. They added the Shaquille Griffin from from um, from Seattle. They right. added Marvin Jones, and you know they already had um, a great players with uh, you know Josh Allen, um, the 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 cornerback they traded um, they drafted last last year. Uh, I forgot what his name was. Uh, damn it, I can't think of his name. But you know what I'm talking about. The cornerback from Florida. So, I mean, they had some good players. They just they were just young, and they just needed – with this coaching staff, they're going to do really well. That's why I, I liked – I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. You, you're probably going to be surprised at what my what my answer is going to be. is 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 most definitely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, ain't nothing yeah. like signing back your own players. Um, I agree. You bring back Gronk for a one-year, ten million dollar deal. You bring back Shaquille, Shaq Barrett. You bring back Levante David. Uh, who was the other player that they ended up? Oh yeah, you end up franchise tag, franchise tagging uh, Chris Godwin. So for them to all right, let's 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 go ahead and try to win a second Super Bowl. That's that's mm-hmm. a that's an excellent start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for them to be serious contenders again in 2021 is keeping the team together. The reason I say them is because, you know, I'm talking about teams that got new players. That's what I was look how I was looking at it. But I agree with you. Teams that got good. Oh, so as you said, New England and 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 Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville. See, my only problem with New England, because I, I really like I really like the Johnu Smith move. I felt like he was very underused in in Tennessee, especially because Obviously, Derrick Henry is the vocal point of the offense, so he's going to take a bulk share of the offense. But him going to New England, working with Cam Newton, is going is going to be huge. He's going to really be able to showcase what he can actually do as a receiver. And then them adding Hunter Henry, which I'm not the I'm not the biggest Hunter Henry fan, but. I know he could be a value, valuable option for for the New England Patriots. So be, expect to see a lot of two tight end sets for the New England Patriots. But as far as everybody else that ended up getting signed up signed by the New England Patriots outside of Devon Gotchow, because I feel like that was a good pickup for them too, considering the fact last year in 2000, 2020, Gotchow was one of the best defensive linemen as far graded wise before he ended up getting hurt. Um, outside of that, Jalen Mills, the ex-Philadelphia Eagle, I'm not really sold on that signing. I feel like their secondary was already stacked. Like, he's going to be coming in as, like, a, what, a third or fourth guy, possibly depending on what they do with Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, he's a slot guy at best. Um, 
And he doesn't have short hands either because doesn't have one, short hands. Yes. Yeah. The only game he had good was against the Dolphins. That was it. Yeah. That that was it. So like I'm trying to think off the top of my head who else the New England Patriots ended up uh, ended up signing. Um, did you did say I cover- Bourne? 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 Oh yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Okay, Kendrick Bourne from from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I like him. I re- I really do like Kendrick Bourne, but still an unproven guy. So with that being said, um, but see, this is what I think is going to happen in New England, especially with the defense. I've seen this happen many times with Belichick. The first year they're going to play decent. Second year they're going to step it up, and the third year that's when that you know they're going to light it up because that's what happened with the Calvin Noy, um, Collins, um, Dante Hightower. The the first first couple of years they were gelling together. And in the third year, when they finally jailed, they were playing lights out defense. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna play well, but I don't think they're gonna be up to their full capability till maybe like next year or the year after. And right. that's a scary thought. Well, I, I ain't too, I ain't really too invested in what's going to happen two or three years from now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more invested in what the Dolphins are doing. Compared to counter what they're doing with the with uh, the with the with the New England Patriots are doing right now. Well, uh, one one thing one thing real quickly is um one of the things that I, I I hear a lot is how, and I think that's what Miami was is doing. What New England used to do uh, when they had Tom Brady was they'd wait till all the smoke's clear and then get all the players all the the rope the good players that they could mold and fit in their system at a at a dirt cheap price and i think that's what miami is trying to do at the end of the day since since everybody have- everybody's following the patriot way you see you see bill belichick is out there spending the money now <laughs> how he's spending it how he is spending it i'm not a thousand percent agreeing with that but at the same time, at least he's, you know, well, Robert Kraft. He pulling out the he pulling out the checkbook and be like, okay, I can sign off on this, I can sign off on that. But there are some questionable moves that are doing. I feel like some of these moves are like more win now type moves, like the the pass rusher from the excuse me, from the Baltimore Ravens of uh, not Pernell McPhee, but it's his name. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. Is he spending his money like he got? Uh, he got a, like it's a stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like these these are these are like legitimate win now moves that the New England Patriots are doing right now, and mm-hmm. I'm not exact. I'm not concerned just yet because they haven't really added uh, somebody that that that, I, that puts fear in me as a Miami Dolphins fan yet. Well, John New Smith kind of does put fear in me because he's a matchup nightmare. Uh, but outside of Janu Smith, I'm not really concerned. Mm. But um, I was, I did want to touch on the New Orleans Saints because um, earlier this week, Drew Brees did announce that he was retiring, so it left the New Orleans Saints with two options. Now they were trying to restruct, they restructured Taysom Hill's contract, and they ended up, they ended up bringing back. Um, Jameis Winston, I believe it was a one year, two million dollar, two, two million, twelve million dollar deal. 
who do you think is going to end up being the the winner of the of the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback job? I'm gonna go against the grain here and say Taysom Hill. You lost saying, your mind. Oh my I'm gosh. Gonna, yeah, dude. I first of all, let me say, let me start by saying I never had one, so I, I you can't lose what you never had. And secondly, the reason um, I say that is because he's he to me Taysom Hill is like that Steve Young, okay who's been sitting behind a Joe Mantena all these years. And that's what pretty much he, he groomed him. If 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 he wasn't going to be the starter, he would have let him go a long time ago, man. That's what they they brought him to groom. So eventually he was going to take – he was going to air Aaron Rodgers. Well, not Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, eventually. I've seen goes. enough. I've seen enough from Taysom Hill. It's time for Jameis to get his opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you because here's let me tell you something. Um, I, I seen the other day that there's Drew. All right, all right. Uh, Drew Brees, right? Okay. Kate Manning. Okay. Uh, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the order. Ben Roethlisberger. What was it? Okay. Drew, no, it was Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and the most yards. You know who's behind him? Jameis Winston. Yeah, he had like what five thousand something yards. All he's fifth in all time passing yards. So he obviously had. And and you know, being that I'm a Florida, I'm a Florida Gator man. I, I knew firsthand what a good a talent that Jameis Winston is. It's uh, it was that freaking. Uh, I hate to say this, but it was Bruce Arians. No risk it, no biscuit mentality that that made him throw all those interceptions he was just doing what he was told to do and truth be told i think he helped make chris godwin and evans who they were because he's the one who's slinging the rock all the time and you know making them look good so you don't think so so you don't think Jameis Winston has a chance of dethroning Taysom Hill to start a quarterback job because I think it's already before we even hit training camp. I think that mm-hmm. it's already set in stone that Taysom Hill is going to be the starter, which I think Jameis is the better talent. I know. I listen. If you if you're asking me, I, I would start Jameis Winston, but it's not what I would do. I, I'm, you you ask me who I think they they will start, and that's what I think. I think that uh, Payton's probably a little higher on him than we are. Because again, uh, it was he's uh, pet, Taysom Hill is his pet project, and Taysom Hill is somebody that's been grooming for years. Uh, Drew Brees just didn't retire uh, fast enough. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. But I'm just not a fan of Taysom Hill. Like his arm <laughs> strength is questionable, and like I just feel like once you contain him and keep him in the pocket, he is a I ain't even gonna say mediocre. I would say probably below average quarterback, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Like if you just go back and look at the playoffs, who do who the the playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. who threw the only touchdown in that game? It was Jameis Winston. You didn't yeah. see Taysom Hill come in and throw those touchdown passes. So I you need I, I just I just hope the New Orleans Saints end up giving uh Jameis Winston the opportunity. Uh, this year in 2021 
because I feel like that is just wasted talent on the bench. Like 30 touchdowns and and 5,000 yards are a hard, a hard achievement to accomplish. And for Jameis mm-hmm. to do that, that, that's huge. Now, if you want to talk about 30 touchdowns, I really don't want to read too much into the 30 touchdowns because due to the circumstances, like you said, the no risky, no biscuit mentality that Bruce Arians has also the lack of running game that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had. And also the offensive line was a little bit of an issue when, when Jameis Winston was behind center. So I, I really don't read too much into the 30, 30 interceptions, but then 30 touchdowns and then 5,000 yards like that, that's huge. That, that, that legitimately is huge. Um, I did want to touch on mm. two more quarterback signings. I did. I want to touch on two more quarterback signings real quick, right? So uh, before we do, before we do, or before you do go, okay. And, and that's what I, I, I try to tell you. I try to tell you with with Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Oh my God! Uh, listen, there's things Lamar Jackson could be uh, all, all Lamar Jackson's problems, and same thing with James Winston problems. Be coached. It's not. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a physical thing. Everything that, that's wrong with both of them could be coached. And that's why I, I agree with you 100% on Winston. I think Winston's issues could be coached. Those 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 interceptions could be – everything that's wrong with him is correctable, in other words. So I think with the right offensive mind like Sean Payton, I think he's going to do extremely well if he gets his opportunity. I can't believe you just took this back to Lamar Jackson again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Lamar anyway, Jackson, go ahead. 30, sec- 30 seconds of Lamar Jackson, right? So I have no problem. I, di- I didn't never said that Lamar Jackson was a bad player for those that are in the chat that think that I think he's a bad player. Like, I feel like he's an electrifying player. I, I, I love watching Lamar Jackson play, but as far as being a quarterback, there are like there's just there it's just not there for me yet. Like as far as him making a three to five step drop and making the accurate pass going through your progressions, I don't see that yet. So can it be te- can it be taught? Yes, it can to an extent, but accuracy is an issue with Lamar Jackson. If we're being honest, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll just leave it at that as we'll see. We, we ain't going to make this okay. a Lamar, Lamar Jackson debate this evening. But um, two more quarterbacks I did want to touch on um, as far as meaning. I did want to start off with Andy Dalton signing that one-year deal, $10 million with the, with the Chicago Bears. Does that make the Chicago Bears contenders? All right, let me start off by saying that I don't think Andy Dalton is a bum, okay? We, I know we had a conversation in the private chat. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no, I, I think I don't know. I I, I think that um, he is a good quarterback, but unfortunately, again, it's it's about putting him in the right system. Can Matt Nagy? Who's going to be calling the plays? Matt Nagy or Bill Lazor? Uh, what what kind of what kind of receivers are they going to put him around? Because well, give him, you know, right. are they going to get a good run game? No, those are my concerns. I'm not concerned about Andy Dalton. Uh, my concern is is the weapons they're going to place around him, and, and what kind of um, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't see chemistry with him in the Cowboys. That's why I think he didn't look so well. If that makes any sense? There was no 
chemistry. It, may, it, may, it makes perfect sense. Him coming in as the backup, not nobody was expecting him to be the starter. He ain't Dak, who's been there for the past four years. Um, there obviously were some drop passes that nobody wants to point out that the Dallas Cowboys did have turnovers like your boy Joe was on here uh, last week. We was discussing about Ezekiel Elliott, his decline in play. If I, I'm just saying as far as looking at the 2020 season for, for Andy Dalton, if he would have got the Ezekiel Elliott that, that Dak Prescott have gotten over the years, I feel like they would have won this division, no problem. And also, if the defense was halfway decent where they didn't end up giving up, I think it was like on average like 29 points a game, something like that. So, mm-hmm. And also, there were injuries on the offensive line. So it's yet to be determined what could have, should have, would have as far as Dallas Cowboys and Andy Dalton. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just speaking from the perspective as you looking at the NFC North right now, um, obviously the Packers, Vikings, Packers, Vikings, and Bears. Who's the other team? Lions. Packing, Lions. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Like, do oh you my. see <laughs> <laughs> like it, like do you see the Chicago Bears being contenders? Because last year in 2020, they were in the playoff hunt with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you still got you still gotta remember that Chicago has one of the top five as a top five defense, and um, Chuck Bagano is a great defensive mind. Uh, right. And secondly, again, I, I think it's and and um, see, this one thing I hate is Andy Reid is an, an anomaly, and what I mean by that is he's a. I don't think he calls plays anymore, but the the thing I hate when coaches try to call their own plays, and I think. I think Matt Nagy smartened up and let Bill Lazor call the plays. That's why I think that's why they had success. If you're going to be a head coach, be the head coach. Forget about play calling. You know what I mean? Because you got to focus on the whole team and not just the offense. And I think that's what's what's going to happen with a lot of these um, coaches that are are calling plays. Head coaches are calling plays. That's going to be their downfall. Eventually, you know. I can agree with that. I, I I can agree. Like, I mean, if you bring in an offensive coordinator, let the offensive coordinator call the plays. Like, if you, you know, bring in a defensive coordinator, let the defensive coordinator call the plays. You can look over their shoulder and be like, yeah, yeah like look over their shoulder and be like, hey, yo, what 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 the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like, we you better, you know what I'm saying? Like, let 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 the defensive coordinator call the plays. Let the offensive coordinator call the plays. And let let that be that, but um, and you know, other- Bill, Bill Belichick, Bill, I'm sorry, but Bill Belichick is considered one of the, the 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 greatest defensive mind of all time, and he doesn't even call his defensive plays. He lets other people call the defensive plays. I should tell I, you something. I, that's debatable for me. That is very very debatable because that year they won the Super Bowl against the Rams. That was two thousand. 19 no 2018 they had brian flores he was the he was the linebackers coach and they made him the defensive play caller now here's where i'm confused at how do you have a defensive coordinator that that's their job to call plays 
and you have your linebackers coach calling plays. That's where I'm confused at. So well, you you can say that Brian Flores, okay, for your, we're going to beefing up your resume. We're going to say that you called the plays for you to get a job. No, I disagree with that because um, <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Belichick wasn't the defensive coordinator last year, and he called plays as well. That's interesting. So, what's the point of defensive coordinator? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he was probably the defensive coordinator. He was probably, you know, but he anyway. He was he was a he got Brian Flores got the title de facto. Uh, defensive coordinator, and so did Steve uh, Belichick. As a matter of fact, that's why they brought in uh, back Matt Patricia because they didn't have a defensive coordinator for for those uh, three years that Matt Patricia was gone. Well, that, that's that's very 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 interesting to be to be completely honest with you. That's so so. Do you give Brian Flores the credit of calling the plays though? Do you think he really was the one that was calling the plays? Here's what I here's what I I think happened. All right, Bill Belichick. Let's say let's say we're gonna they're playing the Rams, right? Says all right, listen, Flores, uh, I want you to, um, uh, I want I want you to uh, focus on zone heavy zone. I want you to uh, focus on this eliminate this player. Um, I want you to you know man coverage. I want you to stick Gilmore on this guy, and I want you to. Stick he gave him kind of like an instruction of what to do and then let Brian Flores take it from there. I think it was a 50-50 partnership. Like he gave him the game plan. This is what I want you to call at this, you know, on, you know, not on certain situation, but you go, this is the game plan I want you to do. Heavy zone, man coverage, blitz here on, on third down, you know what I mean? And then Brian Flores carried it out, if that makes any sense. Okay, so just to just to uh, back up the truck for a second, as far as defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, they didn't have one in 2018. They just gave it to Brian Flores, the linebackers coach, and made him the defensive play caller. So that's that. I, I and I'm I, I do want, I do agree with you as far as like you know, it goes back to the whole thing about. Bill Belichick looking over their shoulder, making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Like, this is my defense. You're a representation of me. Make it look good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and just leave that at that. Now, the other quarterback signing I did want to go over was the the Houston Texans signing Tyrod Taylor to this one-year $12.5 million deal. Well, let me, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Does, does this does this reek of a potential Deshaun Watson trade? Doesn't necessarily have to be to Miami, though. I know. I, I, I'm not saying that. I, did I say does this reek of a Deshaun <laughs> Watson trade to Miami? I said, does this yeah. reek of a Deshaun Watson trade? But I know. Question I know what you're mark. thinking, though. <laughs> no, you don't know what I'm thinking. I know. I'm thinking. I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking. I do know. I'm thinking yeah, he's gonna get uh, traded. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something right quick. Tyrod Taylor to me is the most underrated player in the NFL right about now. He took the Bills to the playoffs with a nine seven, and he would have had more 
uh, games under his belt. But for some reason, I have no idea why the Bills sat him down a couple of games and went with um, that quarterback. I can't think of his name that was with him at the time. Damn it. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Don't pay attention to the Bills unless we're playing them and we're beating the crap out of them. Well, anyway, they sat him down for a couple of games. The Bills lost those games, and they put back in Tyrod Taylor because they realized that Tyrod Taylor gave him a better chance to win. And and I think Tyrod Taylor is a is a good quarterback. Unfortunately, um, I don't know. It's he just had bad luck. I got mixed feelings about Tyrod Taylor. He's He's sitting in the seat right next to Teddy Bridgewater, to be completely honest with you. He's pro- he's yeah, he's, he's more that. of an improvisation type of quarterback where pocket broke. We gotta figure we gotta figure some stuff out. Let's let's just get the ball out of our hands and find the open guy. That's the kind of quarterback that I see Tyrod Taylor being. But as far as talented wise, as far as mobility, yes, I like Tyrod Taylor. Now, as, as far as passing the football, uh, that's a little bit iffy for me. But I, I to, 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 to answer my own question, for $12 million, you're not sitting no Tyrod Taylor on no bench. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you got to he, – he's coming in to be a starter. So I'm thinking that Deshaun Watson trade might be coming down the pike. Now – Hopefully, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I see that headline, and then I could probably, I'll probably run around the, the neighborhood butt naked or something if it, if it says the Dolphins traded for Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm waiting for that mm. shit. Y'all already know I'm, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm trying. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm looking up the the, the roster because it's gonna drive me crazy if I don't. Hold on. He said it's gonna drive you yeah. crazy. Yeah, what's what what was the, the name of the quarterback that, that they freaking they sat him oh, down for? Let me let, let me let me ask you this because I don't know. Well, never mind. I'm gonna wait till we end up getting to the next segment right. before I end up I'm I'm gonna wait till we get to the next segment because this is this is gonna be one of my biggest uh it's gonna be well, it piggybacks off my the next segment, so I'm gonna go ahead and just let you let you do what you do. But um, as far as other teams that end up making some big moves, um, the Giants signing back Leonard Williams, I felt like that was that was a good move. Um, what else we got up here? Yeah, I, if just to go back, just to go back to the free agency winners, I just, I just felt like it just comes back down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. Like you're not, you can't top back. You bring back your own players that you want a Super Bowl with. Now Antonio Brown, that that one's yet to be determined, but I, I, I think they're they're trying to make a strong push at Odell Beckham at this point. Uh, uh, like that would be that'd be crazy if the new, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers end up getting Odell Beckham to team up with Tom Brady, oh, Chris shit. Godwin, and mm-hmm. Mike Evans 
And and then you bring him and then you bring him back, Gronk. And then I don't know what what the hit the health status of OJ Howard is going to be, but that'd be crazy. Like that that would be crazy. That's probably that's probably why they're holding off on that Antonio Brown signing because I, I think they work behind the scenes as far as trying to get a a, a Odell Beckham Jr. You figure out who it was right. yet? Let me throw another one. No, not yet. Um, I'm looking at, uh, but I'm gonna throw another one at you. How, how would you feel? If um, it was what you would call it, um, when he went to um, Odell Beckham went to New England, we'd be screwed. <laughs> like I like I, I like Od- I like Odell Beckham as a player. Okay, Nathan, like- Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. I thought Nathan Peterman came in after the fact of. Of uh, of Tyrod Taylor, probably around the rookie season of Josh Allen, because of him throwing them Mm-mm. six two them two games where he had multiple picks thrown. No, I'm I'm looking at the uh, 2017 depth uh, uh, chart. It's Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman. Okay, that's what it was. They put but, him uh, in there for they they took him out. They pulled him out because you know he was winning. Um, Tyrod Taylor was winning. And all of a sudden, they take him out and they start putting Nathan Peterman in, and it's like, then they switch back because one of one of my one of the favorite things I love to do, the reason I know about Buffalo is because I follow uh, Finn Fanatic, whatever, and whatever right. they do is I just I just love uh, watch going on their channel and watching them complain all day. <laughs> uh, right. uh, but, but oh yeah, yeah. Old, back to back to Odell, back to Odell, like. I know Odell has had a, a rough last couple of seasons, but don't get me wrong. That that dude is talented. Like there's not many receivers in the league right now that I would take over Odell. Maybe Julio, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Outside of that, I don't think I'm taking any other receiver over, over Odell right now. Mm-hmm. Now you, yeah. maybe I'm missing maybe I'm missing somebody, but Odell's just ability just to catch just to any any type of route. He's a beautiful route runner. That's number one. And then when he catches the ball, like he can take he can take any route to the house. Any route. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham reminds me of that. That bratty little kid that just needs a James Evans father figure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? So you know what I mean. If they I did, think- yeah. But if they did get him, like that's that 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 that'd be hard for me to handle. I don't think I can handle that. But uh, the Patriots, I think, I think that could be a possibility too. Because like, you know what? You could you could have our first round draft pick because at the end of the day, who we're gonna um. Whoever we're gonna pick at, at fifteen isn't gonna be as good as Odell Beckham. Beckham. Yeah, well, to be honest, I don't think Odell's gonna end up going for no first round draft pick either because he he's damaged goods at this point. Like, but, you, but, you, but you, I'm just I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you that's what you know. Belichick would be able to pay would would have no problem paying that. If, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Well, in that case, the Miami Dolphins should go ahead and give up one of them draft picks. He only what twenty seven years old. Like at this point, if and everybody should be in the market for Odell Beckham Jr. Everybody. That's how. 
That's how much of a talent Odell Beckham is. But the only problem with that is he's just damaged goods. That's the only problem that I have with Odell Beckham. Like, you're going on what? This is his fourth season that he's been hurt. So you haven't gotten you haven't got a full 16, 16 game season out of Odell Beckham since his time with the Giants. So that that that's a big huge concern. So I, I, at this point, I'm Not probably good. thinking I'm probably thinking you probably would get Odell for a third, a couple of thirds maybe. Like uh, you ain't you're not I don't I don't I don't see no headline for no first round draft pick coming across the screen for for an Odell Beckham. I, it's more like of a what they, what the, what the what the Oakland Raiders did with Randy Moss uh, to 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 the Patriots. It was probably one of them them low them, them lower draft picks that they end up giving up for a um, for a uh, for Randy Moss. But um, mm-hmm. I did want to go ahead and uh, move on to the the final the final topic was the biggest loser of NFL free agency thus far. Uh, let me see. Let me look at some teams real quick. Now, uh, me personally, I was going to go ahead and roll with the with the um, Tennessee Titans. It was the Tennessee Titans for me because they recently just yeah. released a Dory Jackson um, they end up signing like Bud Dupree to like a like a four year eighty million dollar deal. Like, are you mm-hmm. insane? Like that that was that's crazy. Like, understandably, two thousand twenty, the Tennessee Titans had issues stopping anybody, and pass rush was a big huge problem for them. But for you to for you to bring in a Bud Dupree who is not a, a alpha. Alpha pass rusher for eighty million dollars. Just to confirm that, yeah, eighty million dollars. That that's that's crazy to me. And then, like I said, you end up losing Corey Davis to free agency. You end up losing Jonu Smith in free agency. Like those those were some pretty much lost, pieces, right? Those are Tannehill's best weapons. Yeah, you end up Just losing Tannehill's best weapons, and then, like I said, on defense, you end up losing like. Uh, you end up losing a Dory Jackson. You cut, you cut um, Malcolm Butler. So your your secondary right now is looking pretty naked, if you ask me. Kenny Vaccaro gone. So really, you just right now sitting in sitting in the secondary for the Tennessee Titans right now is Kevin Byard. That's the only that's the only defensive back that, that the that the Titans have right now. So I feel like they're the biggest loser so far in free agency. To be completely honest with you. What about Oakland? I don't know what Oakland is doing. I mean, excuse me, Vegas, 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 Vegas. Vegas. Yes, Vegas. I don't, I don't know. I don't they know. Just what cut Vegas their is start, doing. their starting center. Oh, uh, Hudson. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to get younger at the position. I, I, I don't, I don't know what what they're doing. To be completely honest with you, like, I, I've, I'm done trying to figure out what what Vegas is doing because it goes back to what they did. Two years ago, when they ended up uh, drafting uh, Clinton Farrell over Josh Allen in the draft, the 2019 draft, they ended up drafting Clinton Farrell mm-hmm. over over Josh Allen, and then they ended up like 
there were some issues where they end up sending this whole whole draft draft staff home at one point in time and then like it's just one big old mess with the with the las vegas raiders and all the raiders fans can do right now is just sit back and be patient because um you have the head coach excuse me what's his name john gruden john gruden he's Mm -hmm. he's locked in for like several more years so you really can't really say anything but i feel bad for (laughs) i feel bad for and i don't because those are all his decisions he has nobody but blame but himself that's true that's true one thousand percent one one thousand percent um trying to think of another team that possibly I, I don't think there's no I don't think there's a team that tops that really tops the Tennessee Titans right now as far as what they're doing. And, and that, another thing, like I know this was last week, the Dolphins ended up making a trade with the Tennessee Titans for Isaiah for Isaiah Wilson, the offensive tackle. I feel like the Tennessee Titans end up being the losers. Now, thinking about it now, Maybe there's some underlying issue that Isaiah Wilson is having right now that, that, they, that the Tennessee Titans know about Isaiah Wilson, and they're just not telling the Dolphins that it's going to come into flourishing later. But it's very, very hard for me to believe that the Tennessee Titans end up giving up a former first-round pick. I believe it was the 27th pick in, in, in the 2020 draft. And you end up trading him to the Miami Dolphins, and you just swap seventh-round draft picks. Mm. Like that don't make no sense to me, but that 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 ends up going into the category of why the Tennessee Titans are the biggest losers in free agency right now. You signed Bud Dupree to an eighty million dollar deal, which is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, and I what feel about like Baltimore? Who's who... Baltimore? Okay. I would. They end up bringing back uh, Bowser back. They signed. They signed Kevin Zeitler on the offensive line. They lost in really, Gakwe. Oh, I feel like he was going to end up leaving anyway because mm-hmm. he really didn't. He really did not contribute well to the to the to the for, to, for the Baltimore Ravens last year. Obviously, he didn't. He wasn't on the team at the beginning of the season. He started off with the with the Minnesota Vikings, so. I, 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 they can't. They're, just, they're not topping the Titans. They can't top the Titans. I don't think nobody's topping the Titans right now, as far as the biggest currency uh, <laughs> loser right now. I, yeah. I can't. There's, there's nobody else that tops them. <laughs> so, any other team you got off the top of your head? I'm, I'm looking at some teams now, and hold on, I'm looking at the standings, right? And then, um, what's the other team that I, I said? You know what's even shocking? I'm not saying they're losers or winners, but um, even Texans, at least they they're making moves, regardless of 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 they're they, they're getting some pretty good key uh, nice role players. I want to say they're shake the world players, but they they're getting some nice role uh, role players to fill up that roster. Um, and uh, no Chargers, Chargers, man. I got mad because they got the center that I wanted from Green Bay. Okay, so let me let me let me let me before we close this thing out because of uh, the Philip Corey Lindsley, right? Mm-hmm. 
why do you want Corey Lindsley? Well, because he's a he's he's probably like the best center in, in the in the NFL right about now. Okay, so here's my thing with that. You, I'm not gonna necessarily say you, but I'm gonna say Dolphins fans in general are so invested on holding on the draft picks, but you guys don't want to let these draft picks play. So why can't we just give Dieter a shot, please? I agree with you, but. Mm. I'm just saying, like, give 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 my man a shot. Like 2019, I feel like that was a bad situation that he was placed in. And I feel like the offensive line has 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 plateaued so much since the 2019 season. I feel like you can plug him in. You're not gonna probably get the best center in football, but there's a reason why you spent a third round pick. And I believe he was projected to be a second round pick. So with that being said, like you just having a third round pick, just ride the bench. It's versatile enough, could play guard, can't play center. So give him give him his opportunity. Much right. cheaper, cheaper option. I'm gonna say something that they'll probably make you smile, but here's the thing, all right. A a a, court, a center like Dieter will be better for Deshaun Watson. Because at the end of the day, when you when you have a, one thing I'm learning about the quarterback position and the center position, why the center position is so important for a rookie quarterback is because a center, especially one with experience, that's why I think they got the one from the guy from New England could could help point the protection. He he's kind of like a guy that's gonna help. Uh, he's kind of like the quarterback for the offensive line. He's the one that's going to uh, – if you have an inexperienced quarterback, the center is going to tell him where the blitz is coming from, where it's going to help him uh, make his protection better, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Someone like um, you have a rookie center and you have a veteran quarterback, you really don't need a center to with th- th- that help. You know? Rookie center – Veteran quarterback, veteran center. That's why um, he's he's going to be important for for uh, and what's the quarterback for um, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, because he's going to help help Justin Herbert identify uh, where the blitz is coming from and things of that nature. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that was a good pickup for the Chargers, most definitely, but. I want Dieter to have his shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless of who the quarterback is, I, I, I want I want Dieter to have his shot. But I, I, I do too. But as a guard, why why, why why not why not a center? Why not a guard? He, there is no space at guard. <laughs> like once we once we end up cutting, I'd rather have him play guard next to Hunt. What about Solomon Kinley? Donald McKinley's on the left. So, who's on the right? So, um, Dieter and Kinley, Dieter and Hunt, Kinley and um, then Kinley and uh, Austin Jackson will be on the left. Kinley and Austin Jackson on the left, Dieter and Hunt on the right. So, you want Hunt at tackle? Well, that's what we, he was playing last year. No, he's going to guard. We're not. We're, no, I, I, he's a better guard. We go. I want him at guard. 
He was projected to be an all-star guard. Let him play guard. Again, and then I'm, bring, yeah, let, let Isaiah Wilson come in and play the position that he was drafted at. Tackle. Mm-hmm. Let him play tackle. The right tackle, That's, right? Right tackle. Let him play right tackle. Yeah, now, yeah, so any final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out, man? No, not much. As, as always, thank you for letting me vent my uh, frustrations about the Miami Dolphins. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a full house tomorrow. Oh, you mean Saturday? Are you not, <laughs> you're not coming on Wednesday? Well, it, well, let's let it depends. Like if something big happens between now and tomorrow, then yeah, we. I, 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 because tomorrow is the is official uh, free agency day. Yeah, tomorrow's the official free agency day. So if something happens tomorrow where like mm, catches my eye because you still got some guys left like Kenny Galladay, Hassan Riddick, um. Some some pretty key guys that haven't exactly been signed yet that I was looking forward to them being signed mm-hmm. sometime soon. Right. If that happens tomorrow, then yeah, we 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 we'll discuss it backstage. We'll, if the we'll watch if, if the Watson trade happens, I know you definitely come. Oh back. hell yeah, I might go by myself. <laughs> I, might, I might just I might just spark it up. I might just spark it up randomly. I might just spark it up randomly. But it but unless something big happens tomorrow. I, I, it all depends. It really all depends. But um, again, appreciate all the people in the comment section. Uh, also, all the people that came through this evening. Um, like I just told Shake, it's questionable as far as us having a pod tomorrow. Probably looking more towards this weekend, this Saturday. Uh, but be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. This is the Not For Debate. We're up out of here, man. Peace out.